What is going on, boys? It is your host with the most, your coach, Chach Ventola, coming at you live with the first ever introduction of the 59 Fantasy Football League recap brought to you via podcast formats. Uh, the videos, um, I like making them, but they are kind of a pain in the ass. They're a bitch. Uh, I got to go find all those highlights, trim them down, cut them up, add the music, record the videos, cut the videos. It's a lot of work, and I feel like just sitting here talking to the mic, spitting the game is something that I want to be. Sorry about that, if y'all heard that. Uh, sorry, let me get back to it. Uh, yeah, I just figured y'all sitting here listening to me talking. Y'all could you know, plug me on the old headphones and listen to me on the way to work. Uh, so we're going to cut down to and get right to the uh, meat potatoes of this thing. Um, we're going to break down our matchup numero uno of this past week. And that is going to be week seven. That was going to be... The Harambe was a system gorilla matchup, beating the absolute fucking brains out of Wakazaka Flame. Very fucking piss poor performance for my team, guys. I have been the absolute upset of the fucking year, man. My team is so shits. I mean, we have just talk about a fucking the Roman Empire collapsed. We are we are just going down in fucking flames, guys. It is embarrassing to see Tom Brady getting twelve, David Johnson getting point two with an injury, Cooper. Coming out strong with 15. Josh Jacobs getting 15. Thielen went down with an injury. Fucking LA Chargers defense might be the fucking worst team in the entire fucking world. Letting the Texas A&M Aggie receiver turned quarterback Ryan Tannehill throw for 23 touchdowns. 23 touchdowns. 23 points on them is an absolute fucking joke. Get that from that Twitter video I posted the other day. That little Mets kid. Go watch it. Uh, yeah, anyway, my team, man, we had 85 points. Very fucking embarrassing game. On the Harambe side of things, man, you, man, I'm uh, I'm proud of you, man. You're doing a real good job out there. Uh, Zeke's getting you 26, dude. Uh, Sony Michelle getting 22. Three touchdowns. Brady gave him none of those. Absolute fucking scumbag, man. You, did, you, you had a good week. Glad to see it. That moves you to what? Are you 5-2 and two now? Yeah, you're 5-2. and two. Liam's 6-1 and one in the ass. Uh, over in the Tits division, I'm still running shit at 4-3. and three. Uh, no, no shocking news there as the Wakazaka Flame tops that division. However, I'm I'm expecting a full Wakazaka Flame shutout, dude. I, I think we're gonna go terrible, man. Next week we play Donovan. We might score 70 points to team. Like I said, dude, Thielen's out. Cooper by a week. David Johnson out. Fucking my main players are gonna be James White, Joe Mixon, the most overhyped player of the fucking decade, and Josh Jacobs. Starting receivers are Curtis Samuel and Corey Davis. We're struggling out here. Mark Andrews on a bye week, too. I mean, struggling from all sides here. Donovan's looking hot. I mean, he scored 130 this past week. Excuse me. Had a very good showing, hoping to continue his ways. Uh, he broke his streak of 73-point games, which I'm very proud of. Um, you know, I was kind of happy to see him down there. Uh, I guess he now proves why he is almost the seventh-best team in this league. Shooting over to matchup number two, we had the Gail Benson boy toys go against, like I said, Liam's next victim. Liam's next victim. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he had 130. He had 150 this week. Not a mistake, Don. Uh, yeah, like I said, dude, uh, Keenan Allen, DJ Chark dropping a 10. Uh, Dalvin Cook, best running back in the league. No debate possible, dropping to 30 points. Saquon giving a 17 in his debut game back in a losing effort to Arizona. How fucking sad is that? KC defense giving you 23 points against a complete fucking horrific 
Denver team. They couldn't be worse. Jared Allen getting 21. Very interesting. I'm liking that pick. On the on the uh, Gail Benson side of things, Dak giving you a solid 20. Uh, very lackluster performance. Gallup, Ertz, Kenny Galladay all, all combining for 15. That's sad. The only saving grace to this team has to be that New England defense that I, that I should have gotten three weeks ago had it not been for this absolute dog shit waiver wire system that is benefiting shit players and letting good teams like myself get blowed by this waiver wire because I'm sick and tired of all these teams getting all the players. If I put a guy, if I put a request to have a guy on my team first, I should have him. Plain and simple. That'll be discussed next draft day. So I'll get off of that. They were not here for an hour. Like I said, Gil Benson Boy Toys in a losing effort to Liam's next victim, 150 to 101. Gail, you were ranked very high. I put you the number one team for a few weeks, man. You're fucking two and five. Everyone's saying that Cowshit's team is bad. Everyone's saying that Hunter's team is bad. Pat, you might be the worst of the bunch, man. You are fucking terrible. If you did not have this New England defense, you would be at the very bottom of the Waffle House Watch. But, need I digress? Two very good games. One came out the loser. Had a, sorry, had to be you, Pat. You moved to 2-5 and five in the division. Liam's ex-victim, you are 3-4 and four now. Very proud of you. Good job, dude. Uh, on a matchup, numero trace. That's three in English. Matchup number three sees the number one seed four fingered bandits going against the Hidden Valley Ranch team. Hidden Village headbands, I'm sorry. Uh, dude, I mean, this this is just sad, dude. This is just a beatdown of a team that was not ready to prepare. I mean, both his, his Kamar didn't play. Thompson got zero. I don't know. Did he play or not? I mean, who the fuck's watching the San Fran fucking Redskins game? Let me know if y'all watch that. Uh, Brandon Cooks gave him 10. Larry Fitz gave him two. That's fucking pathetic. Will Lutz gave him eight. The best performer on his team was Phillip Rivers, who, like I said, lost to the Texas A&M Aggie receiver turned quarterback Ryan Tannehill. How fucking pathetic is that? Uh, Liam, you had a pretty good game. Uh, Deshaun Watson gave you 15. That's a... Bit underwhelming as he is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, top 175 player in the league, Leonard Fournette gave you 16. Nice solid rounding out of Aaron Jones, Hopkins, and Lockett, all giving you over 18 points. Austin Hooper continuing to be a solid force in your lineup, giving you 15 points. Defense choking you out, giving you zero. Didn't need it this week. Overall, very good, very good game from both teams, or from one team, I should say, is the Hidden Village Ranch. Is just terrible. 87 points in a fantasy game is absolutely horrendous. Would have beat me, though. So, can't be talking too bad. But, like I said, you got to find your victories where you can. Moving on to matchup. Numero Quattro sees the greatest shit show on turf. Hunter Wingerter go against the OBK Knights OBK. Like I said, this is just a team that has been riddled with injuries and just awful games, dude. The OBK Knights... Scored 62 in a fantasy game. Like, could you imagine in 2019, the year of the offenses, scoring sub-fucking fu- sub 65 in a week, dude? That's absolutely horrific. Um, however, that is not to put away that Greatest Shit Show on Turf did have one of the best performances of the week, coming in a third overall with 134. Kirk Cousins giving you 30 points is amazing. Melvin Gordon could have had a lot better game, but then again, he fumbled on the goal line to lose to the... I don't know if I've said this before, but Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback of the Titans, played at Texas A&M, and he was a receiver that became a quarterback, and I was playing quarterback in the NFL behind Marcus Canthrow Yoda, and uh, he lost to them. Fumbled it away on the goal line on a touchdown run. I don't know if I said that enough, but anyway, back to the back to the thing. Now you you played now, Hunter, isn't it? You played both running backs 
for this team. And it almost worked out for you. If if Melbourne gets that touchdown, that's what, 17? I'll take that, dude. Then you had the LA Rams defense giving you 22. Austin Eckler giving you 25. Gotta love to see that. Good performance out of your hunt. We just beat the brains out of this fucking lifeless team of OBK Knights, OBK. Uh, that puts you at, what are you, are you 3-4 and four now? Are you 2-5? and five? I think you're 3-4 three and th- three and four right now on the tits. Um, like I said, you're still a very bottom of the barrel team. Not much to do with you. Uh, OBK Knights, you've, I, I ranked you high in my, in my power rankings a couple weeks ago. I ranked you about 5. Man, you are barreling down those fucking rankings, bro. You are fucking terrible. Oh, but that, I do need to mention his quarterback is Pat Mahomes, who did get hurt. On the worst play call in history by Andy Reid to have a quarterback with a tweaked ankle go for a QB sneak dive on the ground. And we were watching that game. Peepaw was sitting there. He's like, what fucking idiot would have his quarter, his injured quarterback do a dive? And, I mean, bro, if Peepaw can call you out, who I'm pretty sure can't name a starting quarterback of five NFL teams. If he calls you out, Andy, we, we didn't start that hashtag of hashtag fire Andy Reid. If Joe Ventola and Metairie's out coaching you, bud, I'm going to get that trend started. Anyway, we're going to move off that shit show into the next fucking beating that took place with El Junior stomping out. Tom Brady kisses his sons. Tom Brady kisses his sons continues to be one of the most... You know when you watch a movie and it's so bad it's good, like The Room or like Jason X or one of the Sharknado movies where you're watching and you're just like, how the fuck did they fund and make this movie? That's the kind of vibe I get from... Looking at Tom Brady kisses his son's lineup every week. Kuja, I don't know how you even have the app anymore. If I was doing as bad as you were in this league, I would honestly just like delete the app and, and just and just pray to God that we do something. Because you sit here and you set lineups. And my dude, they suck fucking ass, bro. Matt Ryan, 2.6. Todd Gurley, 12. Derek Henry, 17. Tyreek Sunbeater Hill, 16.5. And, and then you had... Alshon George Kittle, or the fuck Kittle's name is, Greg Kittle, Jerome Kittle, and fucking David Montgomery. Dude, you get, they got like 13 combined, bro. That's three players. Buffalo's defense gave you 10. Zane Gonzalez gave you 10. You got 83.7. So you had a very close 50-point loss to El Junior, who was just going ballistic. Darren Waller got him 31. Rest of his team rounded out, giving about 15 points. Latavius Murray got him 32. Very, uh, I was not expecting Latavius to go that hard in that Chicago run, like a Chicago run D. That Chirac team, they pride themselves on defense. Like I said, they have a Super Bowl caliber defense. If they just didn't have the worst quarterback in NFL fucking history in Mitch Trubisky, they'd be very good. Rumors are they're going to try and trade for either Cam Newton or wait until the offseason to sign Teddy Two Gloves. Don't know how that's going to go. I'm interested to see how the Chicago saga wraps up over there. Uh, that's going to be it from this matchup and all that shit. Ooh, as I'm looking around, yeah, potential bench of the week was uh, Russell Wilson had 14.3 in the starting lineup. Aaron Rodgers had uh, 43.8 on the bench. So uh, you hate to see that looking around. Uh, Marvin Jones on the OBK bench had 43 points, 10 receptions, 4 touchdowns. And um, OBK Knights decided to be smarter to play Will Fuller, who had a pretty good game with one reception for six yards. So, that's good. Um, yeah, that's going to be wrapping up for these matchups. And we're going to move on over to the Waffle House Watch. Alright, boys. I'm going to get right into it, man. On to the week six Waffle House, or week seven Waffle House Watch. Excuse me. 
we're going to go off at the lowly of, lowest of the low, number 10, which is Tom Brady kisses his sons. Like I said, y'all, his team is just pathetic. Like I said, like every week is just a fucking joke for their lineup. I don't know why they have the app anymore. I think it's... Like, I almost laugh when I, like, if, if, I, if I'm if i a opposing team and I come in town and I have Tom Brady kisses his sons on my schedule, I'm looking at next week. I'm, I'm, I'm almost taking this week off. That's how bad this team is. Moving or moving up to number nine, we have Welcome to the Club. This is your first time down here. The Gale Benson Boy Toys. I do like your team's potential with New England's defense and Dak Prescott. However, your record's 2-5, and five, so when you really look at it, you have one of the highest chances to go to Waffle House. And, and that's really why I put you down here. Like I said, I like your team, but when you get down to it, man, you have to start winning games or else you're going to go to Waffle House. You and Kuja will sit there and, and just have an, another Waffle House date and just stare at each other for 24 hours, which y'all might like because y'all are fucking homos. But moving up to number eight, rounding out the Waffle House watch, is the terrible team of the OBK Knights OBK, the only other 2-5 and five team in this league. Like I said, injuries have decimated this team with Mahomes going down. Starting uh, players were Will Fuller on that, that shows shit teams for the shit players. Uh, we bought high on Will Fuller after that fifty point bomb he had against the eight, against uh, Hot Atlanta. Excuse me. He comes back and gets the one point game. He's not good at picking players to start. That's a very that's kind of the whole point of fantasy. And if you suck at it, you kind of suck at fantasy. If you get what I'm saying. Um, that's going to be it for the bottom of the Waffle House watch. Now into the anything can happen tier. Starting off at number seven, we have Big Fucking Sexy, or formerly known as Big Fucking Sexy, currently known as the greatest shit show on turf. Like I said, dude, you're number seven. Uh, you were on the rise a little bit, man. You had a, you had your, I'm pretty sure your first good game in four weeks this past week. Excuse me. Uh, that's what I said. I put you out of the Waffle House watch. I put you in anything can happen tier. Um, in here, pretty much all these teams are kind of one win, one way, or one loss, and kind of shift this whole thing around. So really, being seventh and fifth, and or seventh and fourth, there really is very small difference. It's just starting lineup potential and shit that I'm looking at right here. So Hunter, I'm gonna put you at seventh. Moving up the list to number six, we have the Hidden Village Ranch, Hidden Valley Ranch, however you want to say this completely homosexual name um i wanted to in my video put this picture of mason that was on twitter um however i cannot do that so if you want to i will uh look at the picture i will describe it to you in very vivid detail because i just could not believe that a uh person in this league could post this and not get roasted for it all right so i want you to picture the most homosexual thing you've ever seen whether it be you know, uh, some gay pride parade or sort of like actual physical homosexual sex between two men. This is gayer than that. This is a mirror selfie with a Naruto phone case with fucking Japanese letters on the back taking a, taking a selfie of a shirtless, like, what is this dude, like 16, 16 year old with some abs looking pretty hot. And if you didn't think that was douchey enough and he's kind of like doing the, the, the tilted chin with the... With, with, with the with the mayor goatee that looks fucking retarded. Then you have... Not only is that in the picture, okay? Nice little fade going. He put an anime broad in this picture. I, I really wish that I could like live stream this to y'all and show you a camera and show you this picture. It's it's literally an anime girl like taking her hoodie off and like her hands out. It almost looks like his her hands grabbing his cock. 
And if this is on accident, then I, I understand that. But, bro, if you really, like, took the time to find the proper angle of an anime girl bending over to grab your wiener, dog, you need to get some fucking pussy. Like, it's getting to the point, like, bro, like, I feel bad for y'all, son. Like, it is this desperate where you have to Photoshop cartoons grabbing your cock because you just cannot have a conversation with a female. Dude, that's rough, dude. That stinks. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lay off number six. Move up to number five, the Wakasaka Flame. Y'all, this team is fucking dog shit. Injuries have fucking killed this team. Bye weeks have killed this team the past two weeks. All my starting receivers have been fucking hurt or bye weeks. My running backs have been fucking bombed. Joe Mixon's terrible. Excuse me. David Johnson's been hurt. My best running back's fucking James White or Josh Jacobs. Very uh, dark days are ahead for Wakasaka Flame. And as Chris Cornell famously said, uh, I fell on black days. Black days. Pretty good song. Yeah, that that's pretty much the case for number five, the Wakasaka Flame. Moving up the ladder to number four is Liam's next victim. Coming off a very hot week, scoring almost 150 points, putting at the fourth spot. Dude, your team's looking solid, man. You got some good scores. You're going to win this week. Moving up to, I'm pretty sure you're 500 now. So, that'll be good for you to have a slim taste of what not being a loser feels like. So, I feel, I'm feel i feeling for you, man. I ho- I'm hoping you lose, though. I'm hoping the Walkers Like a Flame could come out and drop, like, a fucking 300-piece on you. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of optimistic. You know, greater things have happened. You know, we landed a man on the moon. So, uh, I'm pretty sure in 1969, if we can land a guy on the moon, then my fantasy team can score 300. It can happen. Moving up to the potential champs queue, run our test music. Okay. Number three, we have... You probably figured it out by now. Number three, we have El Junior Football Club. Rising from the depths of 0-4 to being a 3-4 ball club, winning games resoundingly, is something that even I, as a El Junior hater, have to realize that this, this team could win it all, man. This team is loaded. Recent trade that unloaded Russell Wilson to Liam's next victim for DJ Chark and Alvin Robinson and another piece from Mark. I forget who he traded, but um, if you're just looking at that, you're thinking, dude, I mean, uh, Liam's next victim straight stole from this man, but El Junior's backup is Aaron Rodgers. He didn't even need Russell Wilson. He was just an accessory piece. So I see this as, as a win for both ways. Liam's next victim requires... Um, Russell Wilson, an, an MVP caliber quarterback to replace Josh Allen, uh, gives up some receiver depth, but when you're getting a guy who can get 30 to 40 each week in and week out, then I would be okay having a lackluster receiving core if I could have that solid of a quarterback. Um, on the other hand, El Junior now posts a lineup of Allen Robinson, DJ Chark, and Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback to ever play this game. So things are looking up for El Junior, man. Um, I'm liking that team's chances to go for, to go far into this league. I'm hoping he doesn't. Like I said, there was one team who I didn't want to win this league. It would be El Junior by a resounding margin. But, like I said, I can't be a total hater, even though I kind of am. On this team, they've been rising up. They've been proving it week in, week out that they deserve to be up top. So that's why they are locked in at the number three spot. Moving up the ladder to number two is the Harambe was a system gorilla. Harambe was a system gorilla. Um, could be one of the most dead memes I've ever seen. However, you're still rocking with it in 2019. I'm pretty sure he died three years ago. Two years ago, you're still making that joke. So, um, think what you will with that. Like I said, man, you're having a solid, you're having a solid weeks. Good little team you're sitting at. 
five and two in the ass division, one game behind the number one team. We won't say who that is. But like I said, man, five and two record speaks for itself. You've been dominating teams, only lost two games. You've won five. Kind of how math works. Uh, like I said, you've been a very good team, dude. Nice little starting lineup of players. <sighs> Taking games one day at a time. Taking your wins, you can get them. You makes you locked in at the number two spot. And finally, the number one position for this week is none other than the six and one leader of the ass division, convicted felon, rapist, the uh, terrorist of Tigerland, the Reggie's refugee, whatever disgusting things you want to call this man, call him a rapist, call him a criminal, call him all kind of things, but he is a winner. At sitting at 6-1, and one, he tops the ass and tits division, sitting at the number one spot in the league, potential to be the first ever victor of the 59th Fantasy Football League. Liam, have to extend a hand to you and give you a nice firm handshake with the one more finger that I have than you. You know, it's, it's, it's very nice to see that even though a, a handicapped man like yourself can come into this league and really show us who's who. Um, I can't wait for you, man, just to... You're, you're really living life, man, just just nine fingers down as opposed to ten toes down. You're really going, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. Seeing my mini-me at number one is just... It's it's, it's almost like a... It's hard. It's... it's <laughs> getting choked up. Sorry. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like being a proud father, seeing your son, you know, like 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 Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., man, like seeing your son rise and be a better player than you ever were. It's, it's kind of like what I'm witnessing right now with the Four Finger Bandits, you know. It's it's just it's just such an honor to see my, my son, my mini-me, the wannabe Kizzle, come up in here and take this league by storm. Ugh, I could talk for hours about how how much I love this guy, but I'm going to go ahead and cut it short for the, for the uh, ranking this week. That's going to be all for us today. Hope you guys enjoyed the first ever podcast format of the 59 Weekly Recap. Um, if y'all want me to go back to the videos, let me know. Uh, like I said, they're just kind of a bitch to make. So I'm also make them if they want to be seen. Uh, if y'all want to add anything to the podcast, if y'all want to hop on here and have a conversation, call me up, put you live on the feed, anything like that, just go ahead and uh, let me know. Shoot the messages in. Um, in other 59 news, we are, however, looking for um, a design for our t-shirts. If you guys know anybody or know any ideas that you would like to see on the back of a shirt, make sure to text them over my way. Try and get that done soon enough. Um, other news have been, has been the discussion of the league prize. Uh, it is either going to be the cash prize that we collected for in the beginning of the year or new uh New things have come about of us possibly getting a trophy or a championship belt. Make sure you put your opinions in the group message. That way we know how everybody's feeling. Um, I am personally team belt. However, that is going to be a bit expensive. So I would almost rather do the first year we get the money and then second year we up the funds to get a trophy of some sorts. That's my two cents. Uh, that's how I feel about the topic. Make sure you let us know how I feel in the group message. All right. I'm not going to keep you all forever. I'm going to go ahead and bump out of here. Uh, making sure y'all stay, y'all take care, spike your hair. And like I said in the beginning, this has been your host with the most, your coach, Chach Ventola, wrapping up the first ever podcast format of the 59 Week 7, Week 8 Review Fantasy Football League podcast. Yeah, yeah.